Welcome to Pivot, a podcast hosted by Katie Day, where we find out how business owners have been pivoting their businesses to stay relevant and successful. Hey guys, what's going on? Katie Day with the Movement to Texas team with Cobalt Anchor here in Houston, Texas. Today, I am joined by my good friend Kelsey with Yoga Balance. Kelsey is Yoga Balance, uh, based in Houston, Texas, to chat a little bit about um, you. What's going on, Kelsey? How are you today? Good, good. It's uh, been interesting, for sure. This is not the 2020 that I had planned at all, but I think everyone could agree with that. Yeah, I'm not sure what plans I did have for 2020, um, you know, but it's definitely been interesting. I can't believe, you know, we're, we're more than halfway through the year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been crazy, but it's so good to see you at least virtually. Yes. I feel like it's been a while. Yes, definitely. Um, so yoga balance, um, obviously I know all about yoga balance and kind of everything you've been doing in your journey to get to where you are today. But I guess for people that haven't heard of yoga balance, um, if you just want to give like a little bit of background on kind of how you got into yoga, how you, you know, formed your own company and, and, and all that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was a rower, um, and it's an incredibly demanding sport. And I am an incredibly uh, competitive person. And so <laughs> I, shocking for those, those, those people who know me. And I was on the crew team and it's not, the crew is not something I did when I was younger. I was a swimmer and a water polo player and thought I could go to college without a sport and without the sort of structure of a sport. And I lasted like a semester. And so I started rowing with a body that wasn't prepared for the demands of like what rowing really was, especially once I got into a boat. And so I didn't take the weightlifting part very seriously, which mm -hmm. I, you know, like my, my more mature self wants to tell my younger self, like, get it together. You're going to need this. <laughs> it's going to protect your joints and stuff. This is really good. It's a really good idea. Um, but Ultimately, through uh, lots and lots of practicing and lots of grinding it out through those hard practices, I ended up injuring one of my shoulders. And it was so bad that um, the, the team doctor, well, not the team doctor, the doctor on campus said that like I was a candidate for surgery and I didn't have health insurance at the time and surgery was not going to be something I could afford and I'm very stubborn. And so I was like, I got this. And so instead of having the rehab and doing all of the care to the shoulder that really it needed, I just switched sides of the boat. You yeah, just mess up anymore. the other mess up the other shoulder so you're even on both sides. Yeah. That makes sense. I I can exactly. totally understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you know how bodies work. It's you can make it work for a little while, and then it was so bad that my coach was like, "You have to do something because you're going to have like long term issues with that shoulder." So I went to see the um, physical therapist in the sports medicine department and we did rehab and all of that and it helped a lot and then they were like you should really try yoga and I'm like I'm a rower and I did other really hard stuff I'm not gonna go to a wimpy yoga <laughs> class that's insane well I went to one and I've been totally hooked ever since and so that that was when I was 20 yeah. And I'm 36. So yeah. like I don't row anymore. I don't really swim. I don't play water polo. But that yoga that I really pushed again yeah. around. Yeah. So fast forward, I I 
continued to practice yoga throughout trying to sort of figure out where my career was headed. I worked for a bank in Wyoming after so we went to college in Ohio and then moved to middle of nowhere, Wyoming yeah. and still was doing yoga out there. And then we moved to Texas and when we moved here. One of the agreements with my husband was that like, I really wanted to get my master's. Uh, and so I got my master's. I started teaching world religion, philosophy and humanities. And I guess I just didn't really understand how bureaucratic the entire higher education system is. And that's not something I function very well in. And so there was one day that I was just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And my husband's like best worst advice ever, because that's what he specializes in. He was like, you should just do something else. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's perfect. Let's just "Hmm." do something else. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Interesting concept. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. And so uh, at that point, I was practicing yoga every single day Mm -hmm. and really finding that that was kind of the solace in what was a tough working situation. And I decided that maybe I should go through the training, even if it was just going to end up being a side hustle and something different I could use my brain to do and ended up totally falling in love and really recognizing exactly what yoga added to my life and Mm -hmm. what it changed for me as far as perspective and gave to me as far as anxiety relief and um, focus, all of those kinds of things. And so as I got further into the training, I was like, I have to do this. Talk to some friends, which looking back, just thinking about what we were going to talk about today, um, I continually go to trusted people in my life and say, like, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Is this crazy? Am I just, am, am I beating my head against the wall? Like, is this not a thing? And they said from the very beginning, because really in my friend, in my group of trusted people, I'm the only one who practiced yoga. And coming to them with this idea, I fully thought that they would be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds really interesting, Kel. Great idea. Yeah, I think you should just continue to teach religion. I think yeah, keep, keep that day job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And really what came out of the conversations was that people kept telling me that they w- had always considered um, trying yoga or being interested in taking a class, but really didn't want to look stupid by going to a class full of pros Mm -hmm. and not knowing what they're doing. And that this approach of functional movement in yoga, rather than aesthetically pleasing, take a cool picture for photo, for Instagram sort of yoga, um, was kind of lacking. And so I, started this business three and a half years ago. And with the, with the idea that it was only going to be a small business, functional sort of movement to improve working conditions for small business employees and employers. Um, because so many small businesses can't offer some of the fabulous benefits that big businesses can. I wanted this to be an affordable benefit option. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. And then it grew, I kept getting requests for private one-on-one and typical, you know, stubborn me was like, no, 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 no. I teach corporate yoga. I don't, <laughs> I don't do those other things. You saw my website, right? It says cor- corporate, right? Corporate. Yeah. yeah. And you can't change a website. Like yeah. what it says on there is that's in, you know, this will be college. like permanent. Yeah. Permanent marker or <laughs> yeah. something, you know, sharp. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so 
I finally took on some private clients and found a lot of joy there because working with private clients, you really get to kind of hand piece and hand tailor each class to what each person is looking for out of their practice. Um, And then from there, I built into events and workshops and then specialty style classes like prenatal and postnatal yoga. And 2020 was really shaping up to be the year of expansion for YB because we built this huge foundation and my schedule was full. And so I was really to a place where my contractors, like their schedules were ready. Mm-hmm. And then COVID changed all of our plans. And so I had to pivot. There was the two options, I guess, were to continue to attempt to do what I was doing and let YB die or pivot and go back to that same trusted group of people and say, hey, what do you think about this? And so that's sort of what started in March, I guess. And since then to here, I am operating a totally different business than the business that I thought I was in. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, I feel like you were, I know you say that there is, you know, some time in all of this, but I feel like almost as soon as we were in a stay at home order, you, I feel like it was almost immediate and you could, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I may be, but I feel like you immediately were doing like virtual classes and things like that. At least it felt like, it felt like that to me. Cause I was like, okay, I'll do a virtual yoga class. Let me go sign up, you know? Um, yeah. So I have for years really pushed back against the idea of teaching virtually for two reasons. The first is that it is such an unbelievably crowded, saturated market. And most of that saturation is free content. And I am a very, very big believer in being paid what you're worth. And I have a hard time offering something for free online that then I'm going to turn around and ask my clients to pay for. That feels really unfair to me. And I'm not sure how I could then go back afterwards and be like, okay, all the free stuff is done. You know, now be my client who pays by the hour. Yeah. Um, That's not the business that I was in. Plenty of people have made you know, an entire career out of starting with that free content. It just wasn't my space. Yeah. And so at the beginning of quarantine, I'd gotten some requests from both current students, past students, current clients um, saying like, hey, we miss you. Are you yeah. going to do online content? And I'm like, here are some recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I, I mean, one of my friends called me and she's like, what are you doing? Stop. What are you doing? And I was like, oh yeah, what am I doing? And so I, I did, I, I'm, I am someone who likes to be prepared before making a decision. I don't really fly by the seat of my pants. I like a lot of certainty in my life. I don't like a lot of variety. And so this whole, everything being put on hold was like a real test for who I am. And so I reached out to my, my trusted group of people again, um, my tribe, right. Um, and asked what their interest level was in a, a virtual class with me. And, and of course they were all like, yes, yes, that's a great idea. Let's support YB. And I fully intended it to be maybe a one, once, twice, three times kind of program. And it was all going to be donation based. Because again, I really do believe strongly in being paid what you're worth. Yeah. So I taught the first class, you were there and I had almost 50 people in that donation-based class. And so 
I really kind of changed my tune and had a, you know, had a dose of reality that it wasn't just that my clients were looking for online or virtual yoga content. They wanted my yoga content. They wanted yoga balance with yoga content. And so I went back to the drawing board and rather than going about it the way that most, most people ended up doing where you just started doing Instagram live videos or uh, Zoom. I mean, we're all pros on Zoom now, right? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I wish um, I had Zoom stock in like January. Oh, yes. To go back a year and buy some yeah, Zoom yeah, stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I kind of put my ducks in a row and have been teaching virtually really ever since. And the shift from teaching in person to teaching virtually was hard. Mm -hmm. It was really hard because it really feels like you're just teaching into the ether that you can't, most people don't turn on their videos because yeah. they have kids or they have other stuff going on, or they're just not comfortable with the video being on. There is something that's kind of intimidating about you give, you going through your practice and almost feeling as though it's a performance because it's on video that, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, we're not looking for aesthetic yoga. We're looking for functional yeah. movement style yoga. So I could completely understand, but everyone being muted, me teaching out into the ether with no feedback was a big adjustment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I say to people all the time, the reason people take my classes is because of my sparkling personality and my great <laughs> sense of humor and obviously my humility. <laughs> yeah, those are those are normally when people ask me to describe you in like three different ways. Those are normally that's normally what I say. So it's surprising. That's that's also you understand that about yourself. So very self-aware. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's it's definitely difficult, um, you know, obviously teaching, right, uh, teaching yoga, but even doing anything without any feedback, right? Same thing with presentations yeah. and stuff like you're just like talking, you're like, does anyone have any questions? Are you doing this correctly? You know, what's happening? So yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think, um, I think it's, it's, I've really enjoyed the classes I've taken for sure. Um, you know, obviously we met at one of your initial classes and obviously, you know, we've done, done a lot with you. So, um, yeah. your style is, you know, I, I enjoy it because it's, I think it's a little, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's, it's way less pretentious. You know, it's just like, Hey, we're here to do some yoga. This is what we're going to do. And you know, let's go. So I really like yeah. that. I definitely like taking down the barrier between what you think yoga should look like and making it so that it fits your body. I am continuously learning. I'm, <laughs> I mean, anything and everything. I read an entire book about pelvic floor health and like that informed my teaching for a while. And my students were so sick of hearing about pelvic floor. And now I'm reading this fabulous book, Your Body, Your Yoga, and which actually doesn't really do the book justice. It's basically an anatomy textbook talking about how all yoga poses are not necessarily appropriate for every body. And we come from, you know, a culture that says, if you try hard enough, if you work long enough, if you stay on the path for enough days, enough months, enough years, yeah. you'll get there. And this book's entire point is that in addition to taking into account someone's age, someone's injury level, you also have to take into account their actual anatomical structure. 
And if mm-hmm. their anatomical structure doesn't support a certain pose, it doesn't matter how much you stretch, you're never going to get there. And that's okay. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from that perspective is always how I've taught. Um, and so I love that. I love that, that, that does come across in my classes. Yeah, for sure. So, um, obviously you basically transitioned kind of all of the corporate stuff to more, um, all basically virtual and things like that. Is there anything else you think has been, um, you know, things that you've had to do over the past few months to adjust your business? Or do you think that's mainly, mainly it or what, what else, what else would you like to add, I guess? Yeah. So, um, First, one of the best questions I think that you sent over for me to think about was about some positives that came out of this whole experience, Mm -hmm. because we just want to talk so much about like, this was hard and this was closed. And I love the idea of kind of drawing some more of the positivity out of the whole Mm -hmm. experience, because there's very little that we can do to change the current circumstance, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't be crazy, you know, pretty much (laughs) it. (laughs) But, but focusing on the positive, I think is so important. But mm-hmm. not to like a, a delusional level, but in a realistic kind of way. Yeah. Um, when I started these virtual yoga classes, I had a super love-hate kind of relationship. I loved that I was able to connect with my students again, um, but I missed being in person so very much because like you were saying, with no feedback and no energy exchange between two people, it's very difficult to find out how successful you are at whatever you're trying to do and how you're coming across. And so in those initial yoga classes, one of the huge benefits that I found was that I was able to reconnect to people that I hadn't seen in years and who would reasonably never have an opportunity to take a class with me. I wouldn't have the opportunity to teach them. One was a girl who was in my eight uh, when I was still rowing. And that was a few years ago. Um, and, uh, and then one, another one was a sorority sister. Like these, these are girls who, of course you're still connected on social media, but you're not really connected to them. And it was a cool opportunity to sort of reconnect for a moment. It was wonderful to see that they've kind of been following along and supporting me from afar and that, that your support system is so much bigger than maybe I previously recognized. I also found a lot of appreciation for some things that I potentially previously took for granted, that energy exchange, that, you know, the time that I spend with my clients, I truly build relationships with them. I know their families, I know what they're up to, I know what their career is up to, because there is something about giving somebody the keys to access different parts of their body and experience sensations and movement and space that they didn't previously have or hadn't previously experienced that connects two people mm-hmm. and missing out on that for what felt like, like I said, I felt like I haven't seen you in a decade. Like <laughs> when you feel like you haven't seen them in a decade yeah. and then getting back together with them. I mean, nobody will ever accuse me of not being an emotional kind of person, but I was like really serious. Like I wanted to cry the first time I walked back into my client's house because that time I think I just didn't realize exactly how much I got out of it in addition to helping someone else. Um, And so that was, that was a huge positive. And then the other positive is that I actually got new clients through all of this. Yeah. And yeah. (laughs) And their clients who will be virtual always, 
one lives now in Florida and the other lives in um, LA. And so they're, I mean, I wouldn't have the opportunity to work with them. And, yeah. you know, and how, would you, LA, how would you have met them? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Just normal... exactly. And it turned, and the one in, actually both of them are connected to me through a current private client. Well, through, she was my very first one way back when, you know, I was still teaching rooftop yoga of the first class you came to. Um, but without knowing that this virtual yoga situation really could work and could be something that was valuable and valuable in kind of a different way than in-person style yoga is, I mean, I never would have had them as clients. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and the thing I think that's cool too about virtual, whether it's yoga or classes in general, um, is that, you know, there's no travel time, right? So it's like, normally, like if you're going to a studio, if you are going to someone's house, right, like you've got to pack up all your stuff, you've got to, you know, hop in the car, drive there, you know, all of these things have to occur for you to get somewhere. Um, and, right. you know, virtu- virtually, I just put on my clothes, roll up my mat and, you know, hop, hop to it. So that's something that I feel like, you know, although everyone's had to adjust and do a lot more things via Zoom and, and stuff like that, it's like, it's definitely made us slightly more efficient in other ways, um, which yeah. I think, you know, is, is kind of cool. So definitely. So with regard to that, so the, because I'm very planful, instead of just sending out just, you know, I'm going to have classes on these days, I created two, we refer to them as season one and season two of these yoga series. I know, right? It makes me feel like Netflix. Yeah. When does season <laughs> um, three come out? Yeah. Sorry. I know. When is season three? Um, and so I did that purposely. I did not want to spend a ton of time and energy into marketing individual classes mm-hmm. um, in between. I wanted to spend that time and energy on developing a program that made sense in a series. And so the first series was eight classes. Um, the second one was 10 and they explore in a functional way all of the parts of the body, all of the planes of movement. And so that it's much more intentional rather than just being like, all right, this week we're going to have class on, you know, Tuesday and Friday or whatever it happened to be. Yeah. And so I actually did, I made those choices based on sending out a survey and getting feedback, getting, hearing about people's interest level, what, uh, what they felt was a fair cost for a class. Yeah. Um, and then scheduling stuff. And once I did that, and one of the things that I offered, which is why I brought this up, is um, that if you couldn't attend the live class, all of my classes were recorded and mm-hmm. then sent out afterwards. So I've since edited them and put them on YouTube. And so they have the ability to continue to practice on a class that they have paid for. And so um, that was definitively not something that I offered previously mm-hmm. and the flexibility, like you were saying, and the, the efficiency that can come with that. I mean, I had, I had students who were traveling because they were going to be working from home for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future. And so they got in their car and they drove to see their family or they, to, yeah. you know, to the mountains or whatever it happened to be. And they could take all of that yoga with them. That yeah. just because we weren't in the studio or we weren't physically in the same city at the same time, they still had access to the classes that they really wanted. And so, yeah. and that's, I think that's pretty cool because it's not something that I offered before. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that is fantastic. Um, what is one fact? And I know I didn't, I didn't tell you or tell you that I was going to bring this up. What would you say is one fact that someone may not know about you? Like your fun, fun fact. 
when I was a little kid, I had a fake favorite color. <laughs> Isn't that weird. What was the fake color? Pink. I lied and told people that pink was my favorite color, and it was not. What was your favorite color, actually? Green. Green has been my favorite color for my entire life. But You're adamant about that now, wild. today. Yeah, yeah, it is a good color. But, like, as a kid, I, I don't know if it was just, like, the girls I was friends with or what, but I felt so compelled to lie about my favorite color. So stupid. What's probably really funny then is you probably got lots of gifts that were pink and you're just like, damn it, I wish these were green. <laughs> exactly. And so many pink clothes. Like, ugh. Um, That's really funny. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. When did you finally come true, uh, come out with your true feelings about green? Today? Maybe, maybe today. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> maybe middle school? Okay. Like, like deep into uh you know when you have favorites and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it, it, yeah hmm that's, I guess that's something very... else weird yeah I guess something else weird would be that I can count on one hand the number of fast food hamburgers I've eaten in my life really I didn't have a fast food hamburger ever until I was until after college did you drink in college Wow, just yeah. Okay, All right. just just curious because I mean, like, ham like yeah. hamburgers. I feel like are like you know college. Oh, that's fair. That's food. fair. Um, so five less than five then. Yes, less than five. Yeah, and one of them was In and Out when we were in California. California, okay. Um, and that was last September. Man, I feel like man, we could just go so deep into this. So only five or less than five. You've had in and out. What five. other what other places have you been to? So my husband tells me that uh, Five Guys does not count as fast food because it doesn't have a drive through. Okay, but you've had a Five Guys burger. I've had a Five Guys burger. Okay, yeah. Five Guys in and out. Yeah, um, that might be it. I'm that's I've, unreal. I've never, I've for certain never had a Whataburger. Okay. Burger. Did you say that twice? Whataburger burger? Um, I mean, I think if you want to be formal, yeah, because, you know. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be formal when talking about fast food? <laughs> uh, or proper, you know, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah. So you've never, so okay. Never, never Whataburger, never McDonald's, never Wendy's, never Burger King. Do, do you eat fast food though? Like, but just get other things? Yeah. Yeah. And it was not like a, it wasn't like a, a I'm not taking a, like a political stance or anything like that. Certainly not as a kid. It just wasn't something I liked. I didn't I eat mean, an actual hamburger until probably high school. Yeah. I was always chicken nugs. Like those were always my thing. I would get nuggets or tenders wherever I went. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, some in some like situations, you don't have a choice. Like they just bring burgers, so you, you eat the burger because you want to eat. I'm just like I, that's unreal. But you eat yeah. burgers, you eat meat. I've seen you eat. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, but like the sad part is my uh, fast food place of choice, definitely hands down, no competition. Taco Bell. Cool. Look how disappointed you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had Taco Bell probably since college. Probably. I haven't had Taco Bell this month. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> the more, the more, you know, um, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fake favorite color and less than five fast food hamburgers in my life. Well, you think that it could actually just be like one and a half if you've only had in and out and five guys. Yeah. Cause I, I would count five guys. I, I get the drive through, no drive through. So I, yeah. I get where he's going with that or where he, you know, his stance. Yeah. But I mean, and I guess there is a dine in. So like you technically go in and eat, but like, I mean, I would, I would categorize that in like the fast casual, like, you know, yeah. Food. Yeah. And yeah. I thought I knew you pretty well. Now I feel like I don't know you at all. Yeah. This is this has shattered my heart. Uh, you're like, honestly, you're weirder than I thought. Well, you know, I like, didn't think didn't think it could Stay happen, but it but it uh, but it did. All right. Anyways, so yeah. if someone is still listening to us ramble on about fast food burgers <laughs> and this if someone then is still listening and then wants to find you on social media or connect in regards to yoga and learn more yoga balance and everything, where can they find you as far as social and, and the interwebs? Oh yeah, absolutely. So on social, you can find me personally at Kiki Loves Yoga or all things YB at Yoga Balance HTX. And the same is true on our website. So our website is Yoga Balance HTX, like Houston, Texas.com. Fantastic. Well, this has been a treat. It's so good to see video. you. It's so good to see you. I'm like, I just want to like. I'm not, t- I'm not a touchy person. Like I mean, you like go to give me a hug. I give you a yes. one arm hug. You know, I'm like, I just want to hug you. I know. But now, but now it's like all of those one arm hugs have like stacked up that you've not been able to give. And so it just intensifies. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. This has been awesome. Um, and if you all are looking for the interwebs, check out Yoga Balance. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pivot. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow Katie on social media at MoveMe2TX to stay up to date in all things real estate.